You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Uh, Welcome back to the RPR Network. It's extensive throughout the Upper Midwest, and this is Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Patrick Schumacher, and I'm your host. And I I, I really enjoy hosting these shows. All I really got to do is show up and, and, and talk. Uh, and uh, everybody else does the work to put us on the air and to, to coordinate my interviews. Um, Eli is here from Fargo to to set me up, to put me on the air. We were just talking uh, off the air um, just to follow up on some of my 9-11 thoughts. And, and you know, it, I, I, I'm 54, but I guess it's just... Uh, not nine, the images of 9-11 have, have so been etched in in my mind and in my heart and and I, and I guess I just have to kind of get my head around the fact that Eli you don't remember it no I don't and and you you have only and you're 20 now 21 yep just about to turn 21 you were born in 2000 yep and and until until a few days ago you had only known Americans in Afghanistan yep that's correct and um so, so when when we get close to just for a second, when we get close to uh, this anniversary, um, you must feel you must kind of feel. I don't I don't know how you feel. You must feel like I feel like when I when I'm watching a a, a Pearl Harbor piece of history. Or what, what do you what, what, what do you what do you feel? Sure, sure. I guess that's that's kind of a tough question. Um, I guess I sort of, you know, lived through that experience, you know, through accounts from others, you know, uh, of, of what they were doing or where they were at that day. Of uh, a friend of mine uh, was a retired uh, police officer from from New York, and so talking with him, uh, you know, a bit about it and his experiences with that, and you know, all the documentaries and stuff in the weeks, in like in the week leading up to nine eleven. Yeah, I I was not born when President Kennedy was shot. I was uh, born in sixty seven. And I, I remember my parents talking about that. I just conveyed to you how I was putting peanut butter on my toast uh, that morning at 7.46 a.m. Central Time on September 11th, 2001. Um, w- w- when your generation has experienced 20 years in Afghanistan, did, w- did, you, understand, did you understand why? In some ways, yes. Um, I guess for uh, yes, for my generation, it's probably just sort of a thing that's like, oh, yep, we're in Af- Afghanistan. That's just how it is. Your entire life. Yep. Your entire conscious life. Correct. Yeah. You were born in two thousand. We went in after nine eleven, and um, I, I, it's just yeah, it's just like you know, I'm fifty four. You're you're young enough to be my son, and it, it's sort of like you must kind of think of me as like a. <laughs> A grandfather telling <laughs> stories, <laughs> and um, but uh, anyway, that's very interesting. The generation that and, and uh, my first taste of this was when I was teaching kids that I referred to nine eleven in, in a uh, youth group, and they they really didn't have the magnitude of feeling I did because they were like, you know, well, okay, it's a, but may they all rest in peace. Dr. Louise Murphy, let's get back to work. President of the Bismarck Catholic Physicians Guild, good morning. Good morning, Monsignor. 
Uh, tell us a, a little bit, you are from the, as I said, the Bismarck Catholic Physicians Guild. Um, there's an upcoming White Mass in the Diocese of Bismarck. I want to thank you for being on today, and th thanks for waiting as I, as I get the 9-11 uh, sentiments out of my system. But uh, first, tell us about yourself. Sure. Um, well, um, I'm actually not um, a native of the Bismarck Diocese. Um, as I was growing up, I'm a native of the Fargo Diocese. I was born in Carrington. Um, I was in the oldest of five children. My dad was a farmer. My mom was a nurse, which influenced me to go into medicine. Um, I graduated from North Dakota's um, School of Medicine up in Grand Forks in 1986. And then I went to the Family Medicine Residency here in Bismarck, um, graduated in 89, and I've practiced 30 years as a family doctor. Um, the last four years, however, I've done some geriatric medicine. And then I retired uh, from mainstream family medicine about a year ago. Yes, but you did. But I remain the medical director of the Women's Care Center here in Bismarck. So um, that's kind of my medical background. Personally, I'm, uh, I've been married for 34 years to my husband, Robert Beer, who's a veterinarian, and he's from Bismarck, went to Corpus Christi. As she's growing up, um, we have three children and four grandchildren that are all under the age of two. So, and we live in Mandan, and our parish is Spirit of Life. I, I, I know you're retired. Uh, many of my priest friends were under your care, and they were oh. like, "Oh, you know, Doctor Louise, she's you know she's retiring, and I got to find a new doctor. And what are we going to do?" And so, so, so you you yeah. are you are missed. You you are certainly of, of of fond memory, but you're not entirely of memory because you're 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 very active in the Catholic Physicians Guild. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, what is what is that? Yeah. Um, well, uh, maybe it, it um, would be good to describe first what a guild is. I, I, you know, I didn't know when I was asked to be in the guild what that meant. So um, a guild, actually, um, if I can take just a minute. Um, you can take us. You have, you have till the bottom of the hour. Absolutely. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so the guild, is, I think it's important to understand um, what the guild is, because the guild actually, they were kind of started in the Middle Ages for the trades. Um, and they were a group of um, tradesmen who would get together for their craft uh, to protect certain secrets of the tra of the craft. So this in it is is similar in that it's a group of people um, that have come together for um, not to keep a secret, but to protect some of the beliefs that we have uh, that our Catholic faith is very important for giving wisdom the science and practice of medicine. And so um, that just kind of introduces things a little bit, and we'll, we'll be talking more about what those beliefs are um, as time goes on. Um, but that, that's what a guild is, and um, we actually started in 2010, and I have to give credit to Dr. Raymond Gruby and Monsignor Tom Richter as the two people that were inspired um, to form a local guild. Now, I, I say a local guild because we are considered what they call a chartered guild of the National Medical Association called the Catholic Medical Association. And that actually started, it's so interesting, it started back in 1912 already, that this concept that our science and practice of medicine needed to be enlightened by our faith. 
And so presently, it's a, we have about 114 guilds in the nation across states, not all states, but most states. Um, are also, um, we are under the auspices of the bishop. Um, it's required that he approves of, of the formation of a guild, which he does and embraces that very fully and under his care. So um, that's kind of the background of that. That's the structure of it and, the per- and a little bit of its um, intent. And then um, as far as who we have in the guild, um, we have 19 members. Um, all since twenty, or I'm sorry, yeah, twenty twelve ten. Um, eight of them, only eight of them, however, are physicians. Um, but we also have we invite other ancillary care uh, practices in, and so there would be like we have seven pharmacies, a dentist, a psychologist, a nurse, and even one PhD from the University of Mary. So. Uh, it's by- Dr. Louise Murphy is my is my guest. We're talking about the Bismarck um, Catholic Physicians Guild. Uh, doctor, I always said that my interviews provide any interview uh, provides, you know, not just information but ideas or, or mm-hmm. inspiration to leaders in other parishes and dioceses. Are there are there guilds in other dioceses in our listening area, the Upper Midwest? Are, are they are they common? Uh, yes, actually, the Upper Midwest. And uh, is the most uh, populated with guilds of the 113 guilds. Um, um, but the closest would be Fargo has its own guild. Um, Minnesota has, oh, three or four. South Dakota uh, has a couple. Um, Montana has one. So, yes, surrounding us, um, they are. Um, and they can spring from a parish, or they can spring from a, a city, or they can spring from a diocese. Uh, when we take a break, um, which is soon here, we're going to talk about um, uh, what we have to talk about to pay some bills. And then afterwards, uh, let's visit with you about um, the patron saints of the Guild and, and, and uh, what a white mass is and, yeah. and, and, and what that means for our area coming up. So if you could hang on, Dr. Louise yeah. Murphy is my guest as we come up on 14 minutes past the hour. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in just one moment on your Real Presence Radio Listening Network. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain, we've all experienced loss, especially the death of someone we love, and it's never harder than it is with suicide. In our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and for You, we want to be able to help you. We know that the pain and suffering is great, but we also know that we, we can get through it. So please visit suicideandhope.com to learn more. Thank you. 
The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Uh, thank you for uh, listening. On our on our RPR uh, website, um, what is it? Uh, YourCatholicRadioStation.com? Is that is that still accurate? That's yep. That's still active. Uh, RealPresenceRadio.com will also get you there. RealPresenceRadio.com. Yep. Or your CatholicRadioStation.com. CatholicRadioStation.com. That was the first. Yep. Uh, address I think. So it's easy. Um, RealPresenceRadio.com. You can listen to all of our shows in perpetuity if you if you want to go back, uh, and if you've missed uh, this uh, interview so far with. Um, Dr. Louise Murphy, you can you can go back and, and listen to it all. Dr. Louise Murphy is my guest. She's the president of the Bismarck Catholic Physicians Guild. Uh, this all gets interesting. We, uh, Doctor, we chatted briefly uh, before the break about what a guild is, mm-hmm. um, and when it began, and the associations. What 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 is the what is the mission of the guild? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the mission, um, as, as we um, have described, um, is that it is to grow in the spirit of Christ, to bring his spirit to all that we encounter um, as we practice and carry out the science and art of, medica- of, of, of their care uh, in medicine. And so in order to do that, um, we need to be formed in what our Catholic faith tells us, what the tenets of the Catholic Church tell us um, about um, this, the area of medicine and the areas of bioethics, because we, we believe that faith enlightens our science, that true wisdom and the best care for our patients and what Christ wants as the most loving care for our patients is the that our faith is used to enlighten our science, which, you know, is kind of a hard thing for physicians to really understand because they, the, the culture kind of tells us that we're to leave our faith at the, at the door. We're not supposed to impose our faith on our patients. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as we know the culture today, um, you know, people want IVF, they want contraception because of their pain. Either they want families or they you know, are poor and don't want other children, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, we get challenged in that regard to try to explain 
and to them what is best for them, what is the most loving type of care for them. So it requires that we get formed in the tenets of the Catholic Church. We get taught that, in other words, and that not only that we know our faith, but that we have a faith. And so it also requires that we are formed in how to have a greater dependence on God, to realize that, and to grow in holiness. I, so, I remember what, what to just before we go on there, you, you, you yeah. talked about the interplay between uh, science and faith, the, the medical field and religion. I, I remember the contrast that St. Pope John Paul II made. Uh, mm-hmm. he, 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 talked, he talked about how, how science and, and religion um, uh, uh, help each other flourish. He, he, uh-huh. he said, he said, science, uh, if I can th- think, of, he said, science can purify religion from error and superstition, and religion can purify science from idolatry and false ap- absolutes. So, mm. so as a, you know, as a, as a medical professional in the world of science, you have touched, you know, delightfully on that, that interplay between them. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Monsignor. And um, we did go through the JP2 encyclical uh, called Fetus et Ratio, which for our audience means, of course, faith and reason. And that it's like a dove with two wings, um, the wing of faith and the wing of reason. Um, so that's uh, uh, before we run out of time, as we come yeah. up on 21 minutes past the hour, we have a white mass yeah. being celebrated in Bismarck. For those who are not familiar with it, what in the world would a white mass be? <laughs> yes. Well, a white mass, first of all, is named after the white coat that we wear as healthcare professionals. It's much like a blue mass for the policeman, red mass for the attorneys. Um, or, um, it, it, yeah, so that's kind of why the, the color is in there. Um, and we celebrate it every year around the feast day of St. Luke who is the patron saint of the National Catholic Medical Association. It's not our, our patron saint, but it is St. Luke is our uh, prior uh, prime saint. Um, and this year it's October 18th, and which happens to be the feast day of St. Luke this year, at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit at 530. And all and are bishop, The bishop, uh, Bishop Kagan, will be the celebrant for that? Bishop Kagan is always the celebrant for that. Um, and he it's especially important that Bishop is our celebrant as well because, oh, first of all, he offers that. It is the Bishop's Mass, and he offers that, and it is his, his invite to all to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, also, it is a time when we um, ent- and welcome and enter in and initiate new members, and they say an oath to our and pledge to our Bishop uh, certain tenets. Um, and we, as older members, previous members, we um, we renew our oath to the bishop. What so do you like what, what do you mass. what do you promise? Mm-hmm. Well, we promise several things. Um, first of all, to improve ourselves in as we go on in in our practice of medicine and in uh, knowing our faith and knowing our science to develop to deliver the very best care. We promise to defend and protect life from contraception to the end, natural end of life. We refuse to become an instrument of violence. 
we've, we promise to serve the public um, with respect to life and the dignity of life and the nature of the human person and to don- donate part of our time for free and charitable care to the poor. Uh, how many members uh, come in on average? Do you get mm-hmm. one or two? or? Yeah, it depends on the year. But yeah, on the average, about two a year. And, and um, does this include what, what, what fields of medicine? When, when you say the physicians, is it general practice? Do you take, do you take dentists or do you take, um, or is it just? Um, yes, um, we take all health professionals. Um, you know, we take pharmacists, dentists, psychologists, nurses, um, nurse practitioners. Even PhDs in the area of um, science, um, we have one of those from the University of Mary. So anybody that needs uh, their faith in, in the development of science or in their medical practice, we take as members. So the term Physicians Guild, that term is, a, is an umbrella for, for a, a, a larger contribution. It is an umbrella, and, because, and, we, and it is physician, primarily physician-based, but we recognize the help and assistance from ancillary care, other ancillary um, health care providers, that we need them, too, in the full uh, holistic care of our patients. And so we invite them into the guild. Dr. Louise Murphy is my guest, and if you don't have a Catholic Physicians Guild in your diocese, you need one. What are the what are the patron saints of, of the in, of the guild? I, I know a little bit uh, about them. Uh, it's not clear entirely to me now. Who are they and why? Oh, beautiful saints! Um, um, they are uh, Gianna Mola, um, and they are Giuseppe Muscati. Um, both were canonized. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, they, we chose modern day saints because the feeling, you know, is that Catholics, all Catholics, are called to be saints. Um, Gianna Mola has uh, is the saint. Uh, she was a mother. She was um, a physician, and um, and she um, embraced the fundamental right to life. She was one who sacrificed her life for the life of her child. And Giuseppe Moscati, he was a doctor, a scientist, and a professor. Um, um, and both of these are from Italy and the, the country of Italy. Um, he um, was especially challenged in medical school where it was an agnostic, anti-clerical medical school, but he um, continued to be able to embrace his faith and become a faithful Catholic physician. Um, he had a beautiful um, approach to his practice. Um, he felt it was his profession was his ministry. And he believed that it was not science but charity that transformed the world. And he uh, believed that the treatment of, of, of people as um, bodies and souls was very important. So, uh, I, I remember the beatification of Gianna Mola uh, while I was mm-hmm. living in Rome. I, I had left Rome uh, by the time uh, the canonization occurred uh, for her. Uh, two great um, patron saints. Um, are, are they are they the universal patron saints of of the Catholic Physicians Guild, or, or do you do you um, craft those diocese by diocese? Yes, good question. Um, the overall 
patron saint of the National Catholic Medical Association is St. Luke. But our the guilds each choose from each um, uh, state or parish or wherever they are at, they choose their own saint. And so we actually chose these specifically for our guild. Um, As we come up to the bottom of the hour, Dr. Louise Murphy... I want to thank you for your, your interview. You're, you're, you're a good interview. Um, president of the Bismarck Catholic Physicians Guild. Uh, first, could you remind the listeners where they could learn more about the upcoming White Mass here at the Diocese of Bismarck? Yes. Um, the uh, DCA um, does have that as an invitation. I believe some of the bulletins also do. Um, uh, you can go to the Diocesan website, um, and hopefully we have that updated for this year for that. And the date, the, the date once again mm-hmm. for our listeners. Yes, the date is October 18th, October 18th at 5.30 p.m. It's a the Monday. Feast day, the feast day of St. Luke. The feast day of St. Luke, yes. And um, any final thoughts or reflections? Yes, um, we send out specific invites to all physicians, but if they did not receive one, we want you to still come. All health care providers are specifically invited, but most importantly, the Mass is for everyone, and we want all to come and pray for us as disciples of Christ, um, uh, and which uh, if, that we can bring the dignity of life to our patients, um, and, uh, you know, that they are made in the image of God, and that we can make make our decisions based on that, which is so challenged in the world today. So pray for us that we can embrace that as fully as possible to bring the love of Christ and the healing of Christ most fully to them. I want to thank you, Doctor, for being a great representative of health care generally, but specifically of um, living your faith as a Catholic, uh, as, as a physician and being involved in the community of the Church. So blessings to you. Keep up the good work. Um, touch base with us anytime. Uh, and um, we're, we're happy to um, tell people who you are and maybe bring some more members your way. So thank you very much, Dr. Murphy. Mm-hmm. You're very welcome. God bless. I wish you a good rest of the day. Thank you. I quoted Pope St. John Paul II previously. She talked about you know her work uh, and faith. Uh, John Paul II said uh, that there is a great uh, interplay between science and and religion, science and faith. He said, science can purify religion from error and superstition, while religion can purify science from idolatry and false absolutes. Um, Each will draw each other into a wider world, which both can flourish. And I I think uh, the Catholic Guild is an example of how that happens. We're going to take a break. The bottom of the hour, it is... It's 30 minutes past. We'll be back in just one moment. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 